episode 5, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Closer. A little further. Ah. You're almost there. Ah. Good. Oof. Oh, better. Eesh. Yes, it's a... Ah. That's it. Ah. That's ah. magnificent. Ah. So can I stop now? Yes, that's enough. So can I ask why I'm hanging up all these decorations now? Yes. Why am I hanging up all these decorations? Boy, it is time for the annual Caribbean Governor's Ball. And this year it is my turn to host the event. Therefore, I must decorate the house accordingly. By you? You mean me? One and the same, boy. You're in my employ. It is the royal I. It's the royal we? Yes. Well, there's two of them and only one of me. I think of you as my worker bees, with me being the queen. You could have picked a more masculine analogy. I think you'll find it's pronounced insect. Whatever. I'm on free to go now. I should be getting back to port as Anton needs me to cover for the Scarecrow for a few hours. You are indeed finished. You may go. Oh, good. To Port Royal, where you will pick up my daughter Victoria and escort her back here where she's to be the hostess. Well, I'm not finished then, am I? You're finished here. Now you must go there. Do you understand? I understand. I didn't realise you had a daughter. You've not mentioned her before. There hasn't been a need. It's weird. It's like you've magicked her out of nowhere to give me something to do. I don't know what you mean. Never mind. Port Royal, you say? Yes. She is currently attending the St. Eustace College of Finishing School for eligible debutante girls. Present yourself there and you will find her. Okay, then. I'll get right on it. Don't get any ideas like that, boy. She is the hostess of this party. I intend to marry her off to an eligible young seaman. A. I didn't mean it like that. B. What the hell's wrong with me? I'm a Fife, remember? I'm the son of John Fife, who was going to be the governor of Port Royal. Yes, well, your stock's fallen considerably since then. Yeah, well, stocks can go up as well as down. You're wasting time. Be off with you. I'm expecting the early arrival of one of my guests. Oh, yeah? Anyone interesting? Jack Wallagay. The controversial anti-war protester. I'd like to meet him. Maybe on your return, boy, providing you don't bungle this task. Don't worry. I'm an old hand now. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Making good time. We should be there by midday, providing we don't run into anything unexpected. Should we expect the unexpected? Surely by now, Sinclair, you should know you must always expect the unexpected. But if we're expecting it, then surely it's not the unexpected. I'm not getting into one of your arguments. All I'm saying is that we could expect a visit from Tom Caxton. You see, how can it be unexpected when you know the name of the person we might run into? Well, it's just one of them things you say, isn't it? To be honest, I'd say Tom Caxton is more of a concern than the semantics of our argument. 
Who is this Tom Caxton? Isn't he this new hotshot pirate? Oh, he's a peculiar fellow by all accounts. How do you mean? Well, apparently they've dubbed him a new pirate. He's always immaculately dressed. Despite his drunkenness, profanity and loutish and cruel behaviour, his crew aren't allowed to drink and gamble or murder anybody. He's always clean-shaven, has excellent manners, he's nice to everyone he meets. Most of all, though, he's known to have exquisite handwriting. Really? Wow, he doesn't sound too bad. Almost civilised. Yeah, well, always better the devil you know. You know where you are with Vincent, or Blackbeard, for instance. Well, I've had no experience with this new breed. I wouldn't know how to handle him. Well, let's just hope it doesn't come to that, eh? Mr. Jack Wallogay has arrived, sir. Ah, oh, good. Send him in. Hello, Governor. And how are we this morning? Excellent, Mr. Wallogay. Excellent. I have to say, I'm surprised to see you coming to our event. Please, call me Jack. You know, a lot of people talk about trying to stop the war, but none of them actually actively go out to persuade people to stop the war. So that's why I'm here, to try and convince the governors of the Caribbean to put pressure on their governments to end hostilities. I see. So it's got nothing to do with you wanting to be seen by the great and the good in the Caribbean, then? Governor, are you accusing me of being a shameless self-publicist? That I have, in fact, no interest in the war, but I'm only here so I can force my big face into the public consciousness? To inflate my ego? Paper over the cracks in my political arguments? Uh, I wouldn't have put it quite as abruptly as that, but that's kind of what I was getting at, yes. That, sir, is preposterous. Nobody cares more about the plight of the Caribbean than me. In fact, I donated a large proportion of my income this year to the widows of the War of the Caribbean Fund. So you see, nobody could possibly, possibly act more unselfishly than I. Ah, the Widows of War Fund. I remember hearing of you donating a sum of money to that. Yes, there is an artist rendering of you handing over an oversized banker's note to a heavily pregnant teenage widow here on the front of the Gazette. And the Times. And the Chronicle. The Mail, The Post... Oh yes, look here, you're on The Observer as well. Exactly one example of my unselfishness. I actually handed over the money in person so somebody else wouldn't have to do it for me. I also organised a press conference so nobody else would have to. I see. My mistake. For a while I started to believe the gossip that you were one of those people who are rich enough to talk about being poor. I can't stand those. Always talking about the issues without anything you hear and say other than, It's bad. That's quite all right, Governor. Now, I was led to believe by a butler that there was cheese and wine on offer. Here we are, St Eustace College of Finishing School for Eligible Debutante Girls. Ring bell for service. Can I help you? Oh hello, my name's Sinclair C5. I'm here to collect Victoria Cfax on behalf of Governor Cfax of Port Appetit. Here are my papers. I'm sorry, but she's not here. Oh right, can I wait here till she comes back? You misunderstood me young man, there is no Victoria Cfax here. What? 
Well, she was it for a while, but shortly after beginning the course, she excused herself and left. Why didn't you inform the governor? We did. A letter was sent. It must have failed to reach him. That's possible. Do you have any idea where she went? I believe she was offered to summer with her cousins in Trinidad. How long ago was this? Oh, six months ago. Six months? Oh, bloody hell, how am I going to sort this one out? Language boy! Oh, my apologies, I'm sorry. It's just that I thought I turned a corner, and it turns around around that corner is exactly more of the same. Well, that's not my problem. Charming. We'll see why Victoria left. Where's the young lady Seafax? Last seen in Trinidad by old accounts. How come? Oh, I don't know. I think she got the ump with the regime and left to spend time with her cousins. Well, we better try and track her down. We can't go back to the governor without her. Can't we just get someone similar? I doubt he'd notice. He hasn't mentioned her until now. That's not a bad idea. You're starting to get the hang of things round here. Oh, thanks. But we're not doing it. Why not? Like it or not, we owe the governor. He employs us and gives us a wide berth. If we upset him, we'll run out of allies pretty quickly, and we haven't got many as it is. Oh, Trinidad it is, then. Will we make it there and back in time for the ball? We'll be cutting it fine, but we don't really have any choice. I guess not. <laughs> Governor, you've returned. I'm afraid we've run out of cheese and wine. No, we haven't, Mr. Wallagay. This is my reception room, where I receive guests, such as I received you earlier. As such, I keep a small amount of food and drinks here to accommodate anyone who should drop by. The majority of the food is currently in the banquet room. So, what you're saying to me, that while I was sat here in abject misery and starvation, you were in the next room eating a feast? I wouldn't call it a feast. How dare you, sir! You should have protested, demanded that the food be brought out here so we could all dine heartily. You could just... Where is the solidarity for your poor, starving brothers, eh? Us sat here in this warm, comfortable, reasonably well-stocked reception room, wasting away. Who are you talking about? You, sir, are a plutocrat. What? Someone who wields power by virtue of wealth? Why, uh... yes. That's not a word I hear very often. Most people wouldn't use it, in fact. Much simpler words to illustrate a point. Someone who used a word like that casually would surely want to exercise some kind of power over people who he thought wouldn't know what it means. I believe condescending is the word I'm looking for. Or perhaps belittling. Yes, well... A very odd word for a person to use if they wanted to, let's say, appear to be a man of the people. I suppose. Yes, if someone used that word in such a context, they would appear like an infantile grandstanding fool. Good job you didn't use it in that fashion, isn't it, eh?
Luke Sinclair. I don't want you to panic. Oh God, what is it? I think we're being trailed by Tom Caxton. How can you tell? Well, the ship that's been following us for the past hour or so is the most Gentile flag I've ever seen. It's a skeleton sat at a table drinking some tea. Well, what are we going to do about it? There's not much we can do. We're no match for that ship. We'd be destroyed in the opening volley. We can't outrun her. She's got more sails. Can't we put up our other flag? You know, the pirate one? Won't do us any good. We're on Caxton's patch. He's within his rights to board us. Our only option is to surrender and try and work out a deal so he lets us go. He sounds like a reasonable fella. I'm sure we can come to some arrangement. Well, it won't be long now. He's virtually alongside us. Yeah, well, good luck. Thanks. What? Why are you wishing me good luck? Oh, sorry. I must have forgotten to tell you. As this Tom Caxton is a posh sort, I think you'd best deal with him. <laughs> a pirate's a pirate, though, Anton. That's your area of expertise. Okay, look at it this way. If you say you're in charge, I can size him up and work out a plan if things go south. Oh, all right then. I don't think I have much choice. They're about to come on board. Hello there. I'm looking for the captain of his vessel, if you'd be so kind. Uh, that would be me, Captain C5. I mean, Captain Five. Oh, good. A pleasure to meet you. Let me introduce myself. I am Tom Caxton. Yes, we've heard a lot about you. Now, not to worry you, but this is just a boarding to plunder your wares and capture your crew. So please don't resist an order to make this as quick and painless as possible. Of course. But I'm afraid we're not carrying any goods and you're looking at the crew. In fact, we're pirates ourselves. Well, I prefer the term perverteer. <coughs> Privateer. Privateer. That's why we fly under the English flag. Here's my pirate flag. Curious. And why are you in these waters, may I ask? As you are aware of me, and surely must be aware of my hunting grounds. My apologies for infringing on your territory, but we had orders from the Governor of Appetite to escort his daughter from the Port Royal back home. I see. I sympathise with your situation, but unfortunately I must ask. It wouldn't be good in front of my crew. I shall take your men. <clears throat> Mr Caxton, sir, could I just interject for just one moment, please? As you put it so politely, of course. I believe my captain couldn't live with himself if he did not offer himself to you in order to save his ship and crew. What? Of course. I would feel exactly the same in your position, Captain Five. Take him, men. No, Anton, you can't let them take me. Please. Careful, boys. You're creasing your shirt. Why are you doing this, Anton? Please don't let them take me. No! And now, I must away. I suggest you return to your governor and tell him what occurred this day. And now, noble Captain Five was... Good day. I had no choice. I don't like it any more than you do. But if I let them take me, where would we be? There's no way I could defeat that ship single-handedly, and Sinclair wouldn't have a clue as to how to help you get back to the port, let alone mount a rescue. We'll get him back, even if it's the last thing I do. I think that music will be perfect for the party. Now, where are my players for the entertainment? Mr. Jones, Mr. Scrathic, Miss Blones, Mr. Renford. Where's Mr. Hooley? 
Is there a problem, Governor? Oh, this is not good. One of the players for the play I devised to entertain a guest is not here. It's not a big part, but this is an essential one. What is the part? It is the part of his chivas kitten called William. Ah, would you like me to be the kitten? Uh, yes, all right. That would be a great help. So if you could go crouch down over there and lick Mr. Scrathic's hand. No, stop that. I've changed my mind. I think it looks very silly. In fact, I feel peculiar just looking at you doing that. If a member of the audience saw that, they'd think, My God! He said, Oh, depths, this man will sink in order to keep his puzzy face in the limelight. I shall have to rewrite the play. As you wish, Governor. Now, excuse me, please. I must be violently sick. believe this. Abandoned by my father. I mean, Anton. How could he do that? Just let me be captured. He's virtually sentenced me to death. Or worse, I'll have to actually do some work. Ah, who am I kidding? These things ain't coming off. I apologise for your treatment. We've recently taken on extra crew and they're not quite up to speed on how I run a ship. That will be dealt with. Hold up your arms. Oh, thank you. It wasn't that bad. I'm a prisoner after all. They're usually clapped in irons. That may be so, but incarceration in this brig is enough, I feel. Where could you go? You were surrounded by water and a hundred men if you did escape. I suppose you're right. Is there something you want? I'm not going to be tortured, am I? I wouldn't dream of doing something so barbarous, but I would like to ask you a few questions if I may. Go ahead. You say you're looking for the governor of Apati's daughter? Why? It's his turn to host the annual Caribbean Governor's Ball. He wants to marry off his daughter to some fine young seaman. I imagine he wants her there to show her off. I see, but you could not find her? No, she was supposed to be at the St Eustace College of Finishing School of eligible young debutante girls, but she apparently left months ago and was last seen heading for Trinidad. Whether she's actually still there or not, I have no idea. It sounds to me as if this Victoria Seafax does not want to be found. She strikes me as a young, independent woman who wants to make it on her own terms. She sounds like a pain in the ass to me. She's caused me nothing but trouble. Hang on. I never said her name was Victoria. How did you know that? Uh, I, uh, I read in the society papers. Nice try, pal. Unlucky for you, you've captured one of the few people who can read in the Caribbean. You know something. Where is she? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I must be going. Oh, no, you don't. I appreciate the fact that you've treated me nice, but I must insist that you tell me where she is. I can't tell you. She doesn't want to go back. I don't care what she wants. I'm going to be hung from the highest yardarm if I don't present her to the governor. Look, please tell me what I need to know. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do something I'd really rather not do. No. Then you leave me no choice. I've seen some fairly nasty pirates prize information out of others. All I have to do is apply some pressure in an uncomfortable place. Oh my god. I think I've crushed your penis. That's not my penis. What? Oh. <sighs> that always happens.
Governor, where are you? It's urgent. Ah, Mr. Deck, you're back. Where's my daughter? And where's the boy? There's been a problem. If he's done something he shouldn't have... What? Sinclair? You've got to be kidding. Personally, I think he does the wrong side of the chandelier. Anyway, here's what happened. Sinclair went to the St. Eustace College of Finishing School of Eligible Debutante Girls, but your daughter hasn't been there for months. Apparently, they sent you a letter. I received no such letter. Like I thought. But this is only half the problem. We heard she may have been staying at your sister's residence in Trinidad. So we set sail to find out, but we were boarded by Tom Caxton and he took Sinclair. So, not only does he fail to find my daughter, but he's captured on his own ship. However, Rose would have informed me if Victoria had gone to stay with her. This is most distressing. I don't think it's a coincidence that Tom Caxton came after us. I think he might have something to do with her disappearance. We should get in touch with the Admiralty and ask them to set up a task force to hunt him down. I agree. I'll sign the order at once. Or will you now? As usual, as soon as a problem raises its ugly head, the English march in all guns blazing. Not a single thought as to the innocence that will be hurt. Innocence? Tom Caxton is the sixth most feared pirate in the Caribbean. Who is this idiot, Governor? And why is he in an electric blue leotard? This is Jack Wallagay, politician and anti-war protester. Oh, you're that fellow who pretends to care deeply of the plight of those affected by this unnecessary war, all the while doing all he can to get in the press and fill his fat round head with all he can find. That is a tissue of lies. Oh, and I forgot to mention a crook as well. My mate Vincent Blackshadow gave you a hundred barrels of gunpowder last week. Governor, this is a witch hunt. Shut, Shut up! up. <laughs> now, Mr. Deck, fetch me a pen and some parchment. me. The world isn't ready to understand our love. <clears throat> oh, God. I crushed your penis. Please don't kill me. You didn't, as you clearly haven't worked out. I'm a woman. Phew. I thought I'd develop super strength there for a minute. I don't think I could live with the responsibility of such a power. That and the fact that I crushed a man's penis. Can we please get past the penis crushing? It was a parsnip. Anyone could crush one of those. Okay, I'm past that. So where is this Victoria? You've got to be kidding. Oh, I get it. You're Victoria. Yes! Wow, a female pirate. How did you manage to pull that off? I thought you were past the penis thing. I mean, it must be tough to pass yourself off as a man. Not really. I fooled you. A bit of tape here, a vegetable there. Drop your voice an octave or so and there you have it. Why'd you do it? Surely you've got it easy. You can just marry some rich fellow and you're set for life. And do what? Sit around, have babies, drink tea and just be seen and not heard? No, thank you. The only way you can get respect out here is if you're a man, and more often than not, as a pirate. Must be tough being the only female pirate. Bart Roberts is a woman too. Oh, no way, you're joking. I met him a few weeks ago. He beat me at arm wrestling. That's really not saying much, is it, though? No, still. Must be tough for you, not being able to tell anyone and that. It's not always easy. I may dress as a man, but underneath, I'm still a woman. I have... needs. Uh, I see. Now you have two choices. You can die or... Oh, choice two. I choice two. You stay aboard the ship and become my first mate. Is there not a third way? I promise not to tell anyone. I could just go home and just carry on not telling anyone. What's the matter? Don't you like me? 
I like you plenty. I've just got a lot on my mind right now. I promised I'd get back to you to see your father. Well, you can't forget that. He just wants to marry me off. Well, tell him you don't want to get married. I can't do that. Why not? You've managed to fool everybody else that you're this dandy pirate that everyone respects. Yet you can't deal with your own father. I know he's a bit odd, but I'm sure he'd understand. Besides, once he knows you're missing, he's going to send every ship he has after us. After his only lead, Tom Caxton. Suppose you're right. I can go back on one condition. You do one thing for me. What's that? Oh my, they are. I see what you want me to do now. Before you know it. Ain't that right, Mr. Jangles? Ah! Fine then, Mr. Deck, and good luck. I'm afraid I must be getting back to my guests. Right, let's see. Three ships, 60 cannons, 180 men. That should be enough to hunt down Caxton. I don't know. He's a tough customer. Davy Jones' locker! Thank God you're safe! And you managed to find Miss Seafax. Pleasure to see you again, ma'am. Likewise, Mr. Deck. Now, if you excuse me, I must speak with my father. So you were coming to get me? You didn't actually think I'd let your kidnapping pass. I'm sorry I let Caxton take you, but we were outnumbered and outgunned. If we'd started a fight, we'd be drinking in the moon under the sea. We had to regroup. Say no more about it. I should have known you had a plan. So how did you escape and find Miss Seafax? Well, being a fancy Dan, I challenged him to a game of chess, and I won. Caxton is an honourable man, and agreed to let me go, and he told me where the young lady was. He told me she was in Petty Gove, so I went there and brought her home. Sounds cannily plausible. No strange animal attacks? No mishaps of any kind? Sadly, my great escape was as bland as it sounds. Now if you'll excuse me, Miss Seafax has asked me to be her escort to the party. You be careful, young Sinclair. Remember what I told you about Governor's daughters? Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. Yeah, well, something like that. Victoria! Thank goodness you're safe. How on earth did you make it back here? We thought you were in the clutches of Tom Caxton. No, I was travelling with friends. I'm sorry I haven't been in touch. Sinclair found me in Pettigove and escorted me home. Excellent, excellent. I shall have to commend the boy. Now, there's a young gentleman I'd like you to meet. I know why he wants me to come to the party, so I could be married off to some sea captain. But it's not what I want. But it's tradition. I don't care. I don't want to marry some random man. I'd rather die. I just want the best for you, to be looked after. I won't be around forever. What's best for me is for me to decide on my own fate, not anybody else. Well, that's what my little girl wants. It's what she will get. Marry who you choose. Do what you will. I promise I won't stand in the way. Thank you, Father. I'll speak to you later, darling. I see that flag admiral has already arrived. See? I told you he's not so bad. No, thanks for making me come here and showing me that I can't run away from my problems. Think nothing of it. You taught me a thing or two as well. Are you sure you won't join my crew? Could you use a confident, a right-hand man? I'm not cut out for the Caribbean, Victoria. As soon as I raise enough money, I'm going home. I'm going back to London. I see. 
If we'd met in London, and maybe if you didn't spend most of your time as a man, we could work something out. But I'd just bring nothing but trouble to you. I get attacked by lions. I start wars. I'm friends with actors. I couldn't live with myself if you got found out or captured because of me. Well, if you ever change your mind, come and find me. In the meantime, let's dance. You better leave. Pirates, episode 5, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, was written by David Martin and was performed by Michael Peake, Matthew Hodges and David Martin. Guest starring Carol Cassidy as Tom Caxton. For more information, go to www.aboutblankmedia.com.